0: Well, howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb of the Hootah Thunket podcast, recording as always on a Thursday, or mostly as always. This episode is dedicated to my fiance, Shannon, um, as both the recommendations segment and the episode topic itself are heavily influenced by my lovely fiance. First, let's get into it. Uh, this is season two, episode fifteen, and the recommendation segment. That's the part of the ep- uh, podcast that I do separate from the main topic. It's just me talking about something, um, whether a show, movie, or book, or what what have you, that I find really interesting, and suggest maybe you check it out if you're looking for something. This episode, one of <laughs> recommendation segment. It's one of my biggest requirements for a good movie, book, or TV show, or any other kind of story, is to learn from it. It doesn't have to be educational per se. For instance, if a really good drama series has its characters displaying such complex emotions and complex situations, then I've learned about a new possibility in the world. At the very least, I've learned that someone in the world has the mind that was capable of coming up with such a story that you know the person who wrote it. So I do learn something. But then there are stories that are just garbage TV, like like most reality TV shows. And this week's recommendation segment is TLC's 90 Day Fiance and the unbelievable amount of spinoff shows that came from it um there's the before the 90 days there's 90 day fiance heavily after happily ever after there's uh 90 days um self quarantine there's you know all different there's i think there's 16 different spinoff shows it's nuts the show follows couples who have applied for or received a k-1 visa And that is available uniquely to foreign fiancés of U.S. citizens. And they have 90 days from the time that they arrive in America or the time that the visa starts until they get married. So they're literally only they have only 90 days to be a fiancé and to live in America, see if they they fit and then they can get married. It's like a it's like a special way for these foreign people to get into America, and sometimes that's the only motivation they have for doing these 90 Day Fiances, is to get into America. Sometimes it is actual love. It's interesting. The vast majority of the people the show follows are delusional. They're they're looking for love from people who they've only seen on screen but have no real connection. But some of them are you're actually rooting for because they actually are, they do seem in love, at least, on reality TV. Oh, and there are some catfish stories where some of them just flat out don't exist or never intended to do anything other you know they just expect money to be sent to them or something it's it's a wild ride of a show and my fiance shannon and i started watching the show because of a podcast i listened to called your mom's house the uh Podcast host Tom Sigur and christina P they're married couple comedians. They said it was a great trash TV show to kill a few minutes, and they were right it's fun. Uh, Shannon and I sit down and watch it on my lunch break. Uh, I work from home so it's uh check it out if you're looking for some trash reality tv it's it's really hilarious and there's been a couple memes made about it too now for the main event, season two episode fifteen is about the Korean internet craze known as Mukbang, and I probably am not pronouncing it correctly. I've heard it seen pronounced a bunch of different ways, like mukbang or mukbang. I've seen it a bunch of different ways. Now, I was on the couch. This is how I got into it. I was on the couch with my fiance, Shannon. We were watching 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days who to thunk it, you know? I didn't notice Shannon was on her phone until I heard it, actually. There was this slurping and mushing sound coming from her iPhone. And, you know, listen for yourself to this audio clip segment that I got off of YouTube. This is basically what she was listening to. So I heard that chewing, slurping noise coming from Shannon's phone. I slowly turned my head to face her on the couch with an alarmed look on my face and asked, "Um, Babe, are you watching porn right now? She just burst out laughing, exclaiming that it wasn't porn she was watching on her phone, but something called mukbang. It is basically... Food porn is what I would call it. Just people eating food. It's it's insane. The uh, The audio clip that I got there is from a mukbanger named Zach Choi. I, he's a pretty interesting mukbanger, I guess. Uh, but the word mukbang itself is Korean. And it translates to eating broadcast. Um, directly translates to eating room. But it's more like eating broadcast. It started in Korea back in 2010, so this is an 11-year-old trend. It is quite simply people eating food in front of a camera with, you know, a high-quality mic. The sound part is a big part of it. The original Korean mukbangers streamed themselves eating various foods live, but now it is quite common for mukbang videos to be recorded and then uploaded with no live stream. As you've already heard in that audio clip, the chewing and slurping sounds are a big part of mukbang. Some people say it's like their favorite part of it, and that's why there's a lot of noodles is a big food that goes on a mukbang because there's all that slurping and ugh, all that noise. Back in 2015, mukbang made its way over to the over the Pacific and began to gain popularity among American viewers. Today, a mukbanger can make upwards of ten thousand U.S. dollars a month, and that doesn't even include sponsorship from food and and drink ba- brands. So that's they're making a lot of money, but. My question is why? (laughs) Why is this a thing? Of course, one could point out that there are 7.7 billion people alive on the planet today, and the internet connects just about all of them, so there's bound to be some niche communities of all kinds. But personally, I have no idea why this is a thing. I don't understand the appeal. I think mukbang is a little gross. Um, You know, if I was looking to kill some time just putting something on the background... um, I'd probably, you know, much rather put on a live stream of a busy urban intersection and enjoy people watching or maybe live stream a world-class aquarium, you know, Watching fish swim around is incredibly soothing to me, not watching people stuff their faces with with spicy noodles. So in order to understand why, I looked elsewhere. I partially read a lengthy research review article on mukbang, and I, you know, thought about making this podcast about the psychology of why people watch mukbang. No, it's just I decided to conclude, you know really summarize down that research paper um because it's basically to me it was just a whole bunch of boring research jargon uh but to summarize the springer link article said uh watching mukbang appears to help such individuals satisfy food cravings experience the feeling of binge eating themselves and have a vicarious satiation via visual and audio stimulation so it's satisfying to watch and listen to basically the academic perspective is nice and all but like but I thought an even better perspective would be from an actual mukbang fan so I turned no you know didn't have to go very far I asked my fiance Shannon what her input would be and sorry blog readers you're not the blog readers don't get to hear this but you uh, podcast listeners it's a bit of an exclusive so hope you enjoy Shannon's input So I looked at other per- perspectives, but I thought I would get the perspective of a fan. And so none other than, would you mind introducing yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Shannon. I'm Zeb's fiance. You're
0: my fiance. <laughs> and I understand you like mukbang. And I just wanted to know why. Why do you like mukbang? Because I don't see anything in it.
1: <laughs> I think it's the noise more than anything. So like when someone's chewy, I know like it grosses some people out but when someone's chewing or smacking their lips or you know just really like enjoying their food and also like watching it is like a pretty fun experience like you think oh i'm only gonna watch like maybe three or four seconds three or four minutes of this and the videos are like 15 minutes long (laughs) you end up watching the whole thing so i don't know i just like them
0: would you say it's more of a communal experience or something like you're just watching it you're a spectator
1: I think at first it starts out as spectation, but then the more that you watch it, the more it does become communal. You start to kind of like enjoy watching that person, you know, like, ooh, I hope they try that. I hope they try this. You know, you're kind of there with them and in it with them.
0: Would, do you have a favorite mukbanger?
1: Yeah, I like – so I've watched a couple different ones. So Hamzy is nice. She shows you how to cook the meals and what to do. But then, like, she doesn't seem like she's quite enjoying what she's eating. She just eats it. So, like, the views are just to watch her eat. The other guy, like, his name is Gong Sam. And he eats, but he cooks it. He shows you how to cook it. He eats it. But then he also – um like enjoys his food like he's like mmm yum or like oh this is super good and it's just like okay like I can get behind that like I'm watching you eat yummy food and I'm gonna eat yummy food too <laughs> so he's my favorite
0: <laughs> and what I've come across is there's seems to be like a split down the middle of why people or when people watch in the reaction one one side of people tend to, tend to watch it and think oh my gosh now I have such cravings I just just feel like eating a lot and other people watch and think oh that satiated my food craving now I'm gonna go about my day I'm no longer as hungry as I was before which would you say you fall into
1: unfortunately I'm the person that falls into I want to eat that and I'm gonna go get something out of the fridge or I want to make a big bowl of noodles or a pot of melted cheese with ham in it (laughs) because that's what they eat So, but I'm, I'm definitely that person. I've also heard that, you know, there are people that enjoy the sound of mukbangers chewing and eating and munching and cooking and whatever. And then there are people that are totally disgusted by those sounds and just can't deal with it. So, but I'm definitely one that's like fascinated by like the chewing noises.
0: Yeah. It's, I I find it a little disgusting, but, (laughs) but yeah, thank you. And, and one last question. So what part of your day do you watch these? What how does it fall when do you think oh you know what i could watch a mukbang video is it something you watch you know when you wake up in the morning something you watch right before bed is it do you watch it before meals so you can get hungry when do you watch it
1: so I'm like laughing because it's ridiculous but like sometimes if I'm at work I'll just get this like feeling like especially if I have a break or something I'll just get this feeling that like oh I want to watch a mukbang video and sometimes it just makes me feel good but most of the time it's when I'm sitting at home after work and you're working and just like on the couch by myself and sometimes you catch me watching them and that's an interesting experience (laughs) so
0: yeah why do you always have this like guilty look on your face like i just caught you doing something you shouldn't be when you're watching a mukbang video
1: i don't know i feel like it's kind of like a guilty pleasure like i really like doing it but i know that it disgusts you the sounds disgust you so i know that it. i don't know it's just i don't know it feels like a guilty pleasure so i don't know
0: (laughs) all right thanks honey i appreciate it and um maybe i'll have you on for more episodes in the future And so that's Shannon's perspective, but along with an academic perspective and Shannon's perspective, I wanted to include a mukbanger's perspective, the people who make them. Stephanie Su, a mukbanger from South Korea, says a lot of her viewers tune into her videos because they have no one to eat with. Instead of eating alone, they feel connected to Stephanie when they themselves are enjoying a meal. I thought that was kind of deep and depressing, but also hopeful in a way and kind of sweet. She also said that there is an important rule in making mukbang videos. Make sure you finish your food. Most mukbang viewers will be upset if they watch a video where the food isn't finished. Some will even skip to the very end of the video, see if there's any food left. And if there is, they'll just take their valuable viewpoint somewhere else and, you know, it'll, the mukbanger take a hit. But with any trend, there are a bound to be criticisms. Mukbang is no exception. Apparently, a lot of people with eating disorders watch Mukbang videos, and that has led to people to draw some conclusions like watching people eat massive amounts of junk food makes people have terrible diets. Either it makes people eat way too much themselves or it makes people eat way too little depending on how each person interprets the video. Personally, watching someone else eat food always makes me want to eat food myself. This sucks because overeating is a bit of a struggle of mine, but thankfully it isn't hard for me to recognize that watching people eat on a video isn't good for me and I have no problem just averting my gaze. But Uh, For Shannon, you know, she likes watching these and it makes her hungry too, but she usually does it, like she said, sometimes before a meal so she can make her own food. There seems, seems to be some sort of psychological factor as to which category people fall into, whether it satiates their cravings or just enhances them. Now, mukbang isn't really my thing, but in making this episode, I realized that a lot of mukbang videos start with the mukbang or preparing the food they are about to eat what's interesting to me is that that particular part i enjoy the art of preparing food for or cooking has always been satisfying to watch for me i'm just not a big fan of watching people scarf down all scarf it all down at once <laughs> anyway thanks for tuning in who to thunkers this is my podcast on mukbang season 2 episode 15 until next week uh tune in again thank you so much for listening we're up to 50 different countries around the world that have tuned into this podcast and that's my favorite statistic to brag about so till next week guys thanks for listening